welcome and good morning, um, California and the nation to the California Educator Series uh, with All It Takes. And I first wanna say thank you to Cal Hope Schools Initiative for partnering with All It Takes to bring meaningful, inspiring resources to educators and the students they serve every day throughout California and all the reaches beyond. So thank you, Cal Hope Schools. And now I wanna welcome our guests this morning. So wait for this because Cal Hope Schools, California, and our guests today are from North Parkway, Tennessee. And you might be thinking, hey, wait, what? How is that possible? Um, what is that? And I wanna share with you this. When we're in service to students, no matter where we are in the world, the nation, the state, the county, the district, when we're doing something extraordinary, it matters. And we saw something extraordinary in this extraordinary group of people with us. Contrary to many podcasts, like regular routine, the way they're supposed to be, we don't have one or two people on with us today. We have 11 of us guests <laughs> with us today. And there's a reason for that. And we think that all 11 people in this group have something to share with us here in California from Tennessee that can change what's happening on our campuses. The topic we're gonna really explore today is the health of our staff. How staff being healthy, taken care of, actually makes a difference for our students. You can find articles and research everywhere. In fact, I went looking, I have a couple quotes from different EdTech and EdSource and Ed Weekly and Truth For Teachers um, platforms that are all saying our staff have to be taken care of as much as our students. And we know it, but what is extraordinary for me meeting you all from North Parkway is that you don't just know it, you're doing it. And all it takes has a really strong bent, like one of our big focuses is moving the needle from understanding and knowledge to impact through action. Because somewhere between knowledge and action, so many of us get stopped. I don't know, do you experience that? Yeah, and, and our kids do it too, right? Like when I was a counselor, I could sit at my table in my counseling office and get all the right answers from a kid. Yes, I shouldn't hit that kid. Yes, I shouldn't cheat on a test. Yes, I should do my homework. Yes, I should play fair on the playground. And then what happens the next night? The homework's not done. Like they would give me all the right answers. We have so much information. It's changing information into action, which then creates the results that we're hoping for. Right. So I, I wanted to share that, you know, in Ed Weekly, I read this, this title that says, we're not a place that cares about mental health unless we care about the mental health for everybody. And that includes our adults on campus. And that is something that we saw, I saw, and was so inspired by with all of you. And I, I'd love to just ask, for you know any one of you who wants to address and then you know kick it to somebody else like how do you take care of each other why is it so evident for an outsider thousands of miles away virtually that there's something different at north parkway what is that 
Um, I'm, is it, if it's okay, I would like to go first with an answer. Um, I'm Katie Adkins. I teach seventh grade math here, and I'm also a math coach. I've been here um, for, this is my sixth year here at Parkway. Um, and I don't know, you know, what everyone's spiritual beliefs are and everything, but I was always raised um, with the Christian attitude of you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, and I think that that goes a lot. Like, for instance, we have a teacher who is out sick today and her little ones are sick also. And it was just the simple text message in the middle of the night, like, hey, I'm so sorry to do this, but I'm going to email you some stuff. Can you get to work a little bit earlier and print some rosters off for me and make some copies so that my kids aren't left with nothing, you know, to add into what we've been talking about in class. And it's just the willingness to to help each other out and be a family part of it. Because if I was in that situation and I needed someone to do something for me and I was unable to get there, I would definitely hope that there would be someone there for me. So being able to lean on each other and know that the other person has your back and it's going to be okay. And we've all got you. It's crucial and it's immeasurable in value to me. Could I add to that, please? Of course. Uh, uh, four years ago, uh, I lost my oldest son. He was only 37 years old. And I was here at the time. And I will tell you, had it not been for my North Parkway family, I could have not survived it. I mean, I'm just being perfectly honest about that. They helped me, they, they soothed me, they put their, wrapped their arms around me, they loved me, and they helped me through a very, very difficult time. And that's the way this whole faculty, staff, administration, everyone here is there to help each other. Mm -hmm. And we know this, you know, we share that with each other. And I will never, I will take it to my grave. I mean, they, they, they helped me tremendously through a, one of the most difficult times in my life. And that's the way North Parkway is. And if I can, can say something, I'm, I'm new here to Parkway. I'm, I'm not new to education. This was 16 years for me. Um, I spent the prior 15 at the same place, completely different district. Um, and I'm, I moved over here coming from a very um, not so positive situation. And so you come into something not really knowing what to expect, not knowing, you know, my whole life had been somewhere else. And so I came in here and everything that they say is accurate. It, it is, they, they're so, they were so welcoming and so they were so happy to have me, which was <laughs> not something I had had in a while. And they were just so thrilled that I wanted to come and work here and I'm, I'm teaching a subject that I didn't teach before, <laughs> didn't never taught before. Um, and I came out of administration to, to come back into the classroom. And it was a, uh, a swap, a shock for me to get back into it. But they were there the whole time to be like, it's fine. And Ms. Campbell and I both teach reading and <laughs> she never acts right, which is okay because neither do I. Beautifully. And, um, but this... <laughs> They, I remember when we did our first TikTok, and I'm wanting to say it was 
one where we did a finish the lyrics or something. I don't know. And I think I put it on Facebook and I was like, you can have fun at work. Who knew? Like, I think you, if you don't have those things regularly happening and somebody doing them to, because it does take time, it does take effort to make those things happen. So when Ms. Hall and Ms. and Dr. Braswell are planning those things, like it takes time out of their day to do that. And we know that. But I remember posting on Facebook being like, schools can be fun. Like it's completely okay. And I think that's one piece that we've, that schools forget. Like we tell the kids, we want you to have a good time, but if we're, if we're miserable, then we're not, we can't convey that to the kids. And so, you know, and it, it, it takes, it, well, it takes probably a minute out of my day to do it. I'm sure it takes a lot more out of Ms. Hall's, but I mean, for us, it doesn't take long for us to do it. And everybody wants to do it, regardless of how ridiculous we may look in the process, <laughs> no, whatever the song may be. And there have been some. So, but um, I think remembering that, how can we how can we say we want you to enjoy school if we don't enjoy school? And so I think there are people that Dr. Braswell and and Miss um, Hall and Dr. Turner they're like okay we've got to do these things to make sure and you know they take care of us and and whatever it is drinks or they make breakfast or whatever there's always something that they do to remind us hey we appreciate you you're important and don't forget that because if we forget that then we can't make the kids understand themselves and we can dance. We can dance. <laughs> and if you can't dance, you don't care. That is a great thing. You know, you, you've, you've allowed what I, I feel like so energized. I mean it when I say I need a dose of you every day. Like I feel so energized in the, it's okay to bring our childhood back. Right. right. Like we've become so, before the pandemic, we were so often adults, so serious. And then it got even more serious and for a lot of really good reasons. And mm -hmm. it's not really serving our mental health, right? right. Um, wow. Anybody want to add to what was just said? Okay. Yes. And perfect. To, to what they said. Um, and I think that the admin here, they've really set the tone. Teacher morale is, is, is really high and it's something that you can't really fake. And the children, I'm sure that the students feel it. We all try to work together, no matter what's going on, no matter what the task is, we help each other. And um, you, you can't fake that. And so I, I appreciate the, the, the admin for doing everything that they've done to make us feel like we matter. Mm -hmm. And that has played a great part in how we feel in our morale. I really believe that. And I'd like to say something. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't act right either. It's fine. Um, when I I just want to set the record straight, I didn't want to do those TikToks, but <laughs> you know, I just want to set the record straight. But when Miss Hall started doing them, you know, I was thinking, here she come again with that phone. <laughs> do that TikTok. Um, and everybody's and, out here like, yes, you do. And so, so, no, but but I got on board. But but here's the caveat to that. Um, Dr. Braswell always, always, always have a positive for us. She's always positive. And her team yeah. is always positive. They're always thinking of things to do. And, and what she does, she runs it by her team. They come up with all this stuff. <laughs> 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 and, 
but we're it's, just it's just um they do it in 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 thought of us mm -hmm. what can we do to help our team right what can we do to help them they they have been in the classroom and so they know what we're struggling with and what we're going through. And when those moments come where you think no one cares, I'm in the classroom, I'm teaching the students and I'm new, I'm new. But she always, her thing is always, we're winning here at North Parkway. Right. And if you get on board with her, regardless of sometimes you may not like her idea or you may not, but if you get on board with what, when you get on board now, when you get on board with what her ideas is or their ideas, not just Miss Graswell, but the admin, when you get on board with them, the ultimate goal is I've got to treat my teachers right. I've got to do what's best for my teachers in turn, the teachers are going to do what's best for the students. And that's just a winning combination all the way around the way I see it. You know, the way, because coming in here new, I didn't know a thing. Didn't know a thing, but everyone around me has rallied with me so that I could be successful. And I mean, we're winning here in North Parkway. And that's just the way I feel. We're winning here in North Parkway. Everybody doesn't have a great day. But at when you get here by the end of the day, you're winning. And 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 I, I just appreciate being a part of that. And the thing about it, it has to start from the top. And and this isn't a trying to like we're trying to, you know to her horn but it does start from the top and and I have I have a, a different perspective because I have the beauty of being able to see it from both sides I was a principal before I came here so my perspective is very different from a lot of other people's and I know this from just conversations that she and I have had she's gonna fight for what's right regardless if it's not popular and she may ask for forgiveness instead of permission, which is fine. That's what we have to do sometimes as leaders. I mean, I'm just we have to, because she's going to do what's best for kids and her team as well, which then makes us do the same thing because it's a trickle-down effect. Right. So if you don't have, it's just like a football game. If you don't, like I need to talk about sports, but anyway, if you don't have like the right people coaching the team, then it's not going to matter. I mean, you, you could have great teachers, but a terrible administration and it's going to go south. And so I think because you've got somebody in her team who's leading and then the people that are underneath her doing the same thing, it's like, okay, well, we're all going to have to do what we need to do to make sure that this is effective. That's not to say that we're getting everything right because we're not. I mean, we're tr but we try. And I think that's the thing. Like we get up every day and we still try. You know, if somebody's out, like she said, I had to be out, I had to be out with my child. And I've told them this, I wasn't made to feel bad about it. I wasn't made to be like, come to work anyway, which is, is you know, a different situation for me. It was stay home with your baby, take care of your child. That's important. So the fact that they care about you as a human and not as a person that that's getting paid for a job. I think that's it. And if I can add on to that, it's, it's, 
for me, it's like under another administration, I may have gone home tired, stressed, feeling, you know, like, do I really want to be here? Or do I want to do I want to do this job? But here, I, I, I don't go home stressed ever. I, people ask me, do I like my job? I literally love my job. You, I mean, if you see me with the kids, you may think they stress me out, but not really. But, <laughs> but not really. But I'm, I, I love it. I love it here. I love uh, my coworkers, my administration. I can laugh and play with them all day because I am the goof around here sometimes. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing all day. At lunch, I, I'm joking in the morning. In the evening, I'm here all night. I, I do all <laughs> night. <laughs> That's what I do. So it makes me just happy to be here. Wow. I'm having a very hard time not to just literally have tears crawling down my <laughs> Um, my eyes are filled with with tears and they're very genuine. Like um, we just don't hear this. And it's not so much that we don't hear it, because who cares that I hear it? But our kids need what you have but our kids need it. But so do we as adults. These are our lifetimes. These are our minutes. These are our breaths. And you spoke about your son and you shared that with us and not everybody gets enough breath. Mm -hmm. So while we have the blessing of being alive to hear the joy that you bring to one another, the safety, right? The trust that you bring one another is something that many people need to hear and hopefully be inspired by to then make some shifts into incorporation, right? Let's be silly. Let's be fun. Let's mm -hmm. love on each other again. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to just ask for somebody or a couple of you to share your demographics. And I remember when we met originally, you know, when we just had our first, like, oh my gosh, who are you? Um, meeting you spoke about the demographics of your school and, and because of your very genuine joy to be there, it's almost like you don't have challenges, but I'm going to say that I have to, <laughs> as an educator background, that's not true. <laughs> right. So if somebody wants to speak about the demographics and what it takes from you to meet their needs, and imperfectly, right? We're never going to meet everybody's needs perfectly every day. But I hear a genuine intention to meet everyone's needs every day, even if it's not your best day. So who would like to just share with us a little bit about that? I'll take that, that uh, question. We are a school that sits, um, it's an inner city school and we sit in the heart of Jackson is how I like to uh, describe that. We are the heart of Jackson. Um, we serve four different apartment complexes. They feed into our school. When you look at um, the demographics, you can't help but focus in on society says our school should not be performing. Research shows that the children that come through those doors um, have it 10 times as hard as the next uh, uh, set of uh, schools or demographic uh, areas. 
However, here at Parkway, this staff, we understand that the children that we serve, they have their challenges. Mm -hmm. Many children have challenges, regardless of where their house sits, they're going to have challenges. But the challenges that we face are often um, on the end of the economic status, right? They're underprivileged. But you would not know that looking at our growth. Growth, we have scored a level five and growth before this year, they were level four. Our kids scored a level four. Then this year, we our kids scored a level five and growth. So when you look at that, that says a lot about the teachers that are on this podcast, the teachers that are not a part of this part, podcast that are in this building. They're working hard to grow because we, we know and believe that every kid that walks through that door, regardless of where their house is, right. mm -hmm. on the grid, whatever their coordinate plane is, however, they are able to learn. We just have to believe in them. And once we believe in them, we set that expectation high and they achieve. So looking at our growth, you would not know that our school, our children have that type of status attached to them or that type of stigma attached to them. But we know in reality, yeah, they do. And they will succeed. We know that they will succeed. We work hard to make sure we're looking at their data, had a conversation with a kid this morning, just asking her about her day. She lost her grandmother. She said, you know, it's hard. But I was in social studies. She's eighth grade. I was in social studies and I thought I was uh, doing bad. But, you know, I grew a lot. I'm almost green. That was the conversation this morning. So these are children that are talking about their data. These are children that have goals. These are children that are truly reaching for stars. And we know that they're going to land real close to their goal, if not, if not even, you know, skyrocket past it. Um, so although our demographics say that um, our children are underprivileged, we do truly believe that it's just exposure and experience that they need. And they can compete with anybody, regardless of where they live and how much money their household collects a year. We know that they can do it. So again, we serve the highest population in Jackson Madison County of economically disadvantaged children. We have the highest sitting at 71%. So um, we do have our challenges. Uh, chronically absenteeism um, is a big challenge here, but we are working hard, just like teachers are excited. We're working hard to bring the excitement to children about coming into the building, about having fun on certain days, not predictable days, but just certain, certain days, certain times where they can engage in fun, like the staff. Um, does on a uh, normal basis. 
So thank you so much. Does anybody want to add to that before I say it's easy for me to just jump in? And... I would like to say that she said that we were a level four. The, so two years ago, we were level four. I would just like to say that, that was the hybrid year during the pandemic. We were level four. <laughs> we was a lot of work. It was a lot of work from all of us teachers and admin, kids and parents. It was a lot of work. And I, I don't care to share this. When they told me in Dr. Bryswell's office that we had reached a level four, mm -hmm. I was bawling my eyes out. I cried and cried and cried because it was just a relief of like, we did it. Like we can do it. Mm -hmm. And then the realization like, okay, now we're gonna go further. And we did it. We were level five the next year. So not to like toot our own horn as a school, but it was really hard during the pandemic, but everybody, like it was hard across the nation, but it it's possible to achieve it. No matter how hard it is, it's possible. Yeah. And, and we reached that level four with students losing their mothers, mm -hmm. their fathers, mm -hmm. their siblings. It was, it was, it was a lot going on that year. It was, it was a big struggle. And just, and I think we were one of the only, one of the only schools in the district to reach the level mm -hmm. four during the pandemic. So that was a big thing. The only middle school in the district and the other schools that um, scored a level four at that time were schools that um, they may have a lottery application process mm -hmm. where those children can be selected. Um, so I like to point that out because we were able as a school to compete alongside with the elite schools. And so that means a lot coming from a pandemic. I was not the principal that year, but I can only imagine what Tormor, the staff, went through during that year while still trying to uh, give their best to the children, which showed at the end of that year with their growth uh, score of a level four. And I, I want to say this on the on the note of, of working in a school with demographics similar to ours. Um, people want to come here to work. <laughs> like people are are asking to come here to work. And you don't, teachers don't do this. Any school you're at, you don't do it because you're certainly not getting paid large amounts of money to do it. But to work in a school where you know the struggle that the kids are facing every single day. And so besides the fact that you've got to deal with just regular school stuff, regular middle school stuff, hormones, that stuff, you know, you're dealing with kids who are losing siblings, who are, you know, losing parents who do not have the basic necessities that they need to sustain life. So when they come here, they get those things that they need. So we're not dealing with just kids that have everything they need when they get home and the support system and all of those things, we have other struggles that maybe some people don't have. But we, the people that work here want to be here and then the people that don't work here want to be here. And so I think that that speaks a lot to, you know, our environment overall that they're, and I, I don't know who they are. I'm new to Jackson, so <laughs> I have no idea who these people are. I just know that people want to come here. They want to come work here. And to, to say I work somewhere where other people are trying to get is 
not something I've really witnessed before. Um, and so I think in, in working with, with especially high need kids and kids from poverty and things like that, you know, there's a different, um, you worry about, you worry about your kids in general, but you, you worry about kids when you know their stuff and you take that stuff home with them and you, and you, you worry about them over breaks and, and things like that. And so, you know, I know, I know all of us, it's seventh grade and I'm, I know Miss Holloway too, because Miss Holloway in the red sweater, apparently we're twins. If y'all wondering, kids <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah. Um, like they have our phone numbers, like our personal sales, like, so like parents have our phone numbers. So if something happens, you know, they can reach out if they need us, whatever the case may be. And I never did that before. I mean, that this is my first year ever doing that, but I'll say it's never abused, but you know, you can reach out, check. I've had a parent conversation this morning, checking on a child, seeing what was going on. And, you know, we're trying to work something out for her child. And it, it builds that relationship within the community, which makes all the difference in the world. And, and when you make that connection with the kid and you're like, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I put it back. I mean, in January, I put my number back on the board. If you don't have my cell phone number, here it is. I'm like, y'all know I'm not going to answer after eight o'clock because I'm old and I try to go to bed. But I was like, if you need something, you know, you can text us or call us. And I know the rest of us are the same way. So, you know, you have to get to know your kids. You have to. And, and you have to understand kind of what the, the situation is. And I, I think everybody here does such a great job of making those connections because without those and Dr. Braswell knows more about anybody, whether it's community, parents, kids, teachers, she knows about everybody. And so, you know, having to understand, and sometimes you don't want to know. Sometimes you're like, I don't want anyone to know that part of your life. But, you know, you know everything about every. And sometimes the mental health piece, especially for administration, can be too much because, you know, everybody's sad stuff. You know, everybody's sad stuff. And um, so I think her being able to keep a positive attitude and being like, okay, because then I know she has people she has to be into because that's, that's what it is. And that's what her team's there for. But like, you, you know, a lot of stuff about a lot of people, whether it's your staff or your, and I know stuff about my people in this grade level and my kids and my parents. And I think remembering that everybody has stuff. Yeah. It's just part of it. Like, we got to remember they're not perfect. I tell them all the time, I make mistakes. And I'll say, I'm sorry to them. I'm like, I'm sorry, that was my mistake. And they'll look at you like you're crazy. Like, that's not a normal thing. But I think if you remember to their humans too, that's, that's a huge part of it. But working somewhere where people want to work, yeah, it's not very common, I don't think. Well, that's just like I, you know, like I said before, when when we met before, I retired and I came back yeah. to school, yeah. and I and I informed them when I came back at the central office, I will only go to North Portland. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's that's just the feeling here. You know, it's just that feeling here. It's family. Um, I do want to add. Um, 
I'm Lakeisha Holloway. I'm the sixth grade ELA teacher here. Uh, I want to kind of just piggyback on what everyone has said. Uh, one thing I can say is I had this big, long education philosophy and I was sticking to it. Well, let me tell you, it has changed. It changed tremendously. Let me tell you what it is. In order to reach them, well, let me say this. In order to teach them, you got to reach them. Yeah. You got to reach them just where they are. Yeah. Just where they are. And some of them might be in the yellow. Some may be in the red. But guess what? I'm setting high expectations. So that's my thing. That's that's my, I have to reach them. So I'm intentional in the morning. Good morning. I got my music playing loud. Good morning. I call it Club Holloway. You coming in? So today was dedicated to Whitney Houston. I'm a Whitney Houston fan. So uh, I come in and it was blasting. It was blasting. And so I have this big... Um, I have this big speaker and I'm coming in, good morning, good morning, good morning. And yes, sometimes my seventh grade teachers get upset because sometimes <laughs> maybe one or two scholars might come down and say, hey, Miss Holloway, <laughs> get on down that hall, get on down that hall. But we have to reach them just where they are. And that's what I believe. Before I can even teach them, I got to reach them. Oh, isn't that the truth? And we, we have so often are so interested in them being where we want them to be and not us looking at them for where they are and starting there. It's such a beautiful thing to share all of what you have just shared again, like it's very hard for me to not have mascara running down my eyes. And that is very real. Um, I, I want to speak to something that I was moved by with the demographic conversation and what I hear in it. And you can let me know if this feels right, or is that there are circumstances that are facts, but those facts don't define a future. Yes. And, that, and that's what I'm hearing. And I think that a big piece of what our kids need is to be believed in. Mm -hmm. um, and so often it's like written off, right? Like, and, and I don't hear, like you don't do that to each other and you don't do that to your kids. And the community of family is so evident. It's so evident. Um, a, a question I have, what does it take? Like you have, you've outlined, right? You, we are very clear. An audience is going to be very clear who you are and what you're doing and how you're serving. But what does it take from you when you're exhausted? <laughs> right? Like, what is a thing, a tangible thing <laughs> that you would say on my most discouraged today or when I just feel like the end of the day, I didn't meet my kids needs mm -hmm. and you probably did, but our own desire to do it well is attacking us more than anything else, right? The kids are probably way finer than we think they are, but we are like disappointed in ourselves. Who are you for each other and what does it take to bounce back? I mean, just, just bouncing off what you said earlier about encouraging the students and encouraging each other is sometimes I, um, I'm intentional. I'm a science teacher. So one of our things was um, matter, defining matter. And I go around telling my students, you have mass, you have weight, you matter. And for a long time, 
uh, I just told them every morning when they came in, you matter. And they just started saying it back to me, you matter. And had the whole DN saying, you matter to the point that uh, Dr. Braswell bought us all posters and we posted them on our door, you matter in the morning time. So just knowing that, letting them know when they come in, they matter. And then reminding yourself when you having a bad day or when another teacher's having a bad day that they matter, it, the things you're doing matters. So basically that, just knowing that you matter, even if it's, even if you know, and I'm, I'm very critical, Miss, <laughs> on myself. So like, um, I know when I've had a bad day or when I feel like the kids <laughs> didn't get it or when it's not happening. And so I have to remind myself at the end of that day, okay. And I might go to one of the other teachers at the end of the day and say, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this, but I didn't do this. And I know I need to redo that. And um, usually Miss Campbell is there to listen to all my answers, <laughs> <laughs> how I, you know, what I'm not doing right and how I need to restructure it for the next day. So just knowing that I need to restructure and come back and make sure that what I say uh, is intentional and matters. Yeah. I'd like to add in too, it's so important that we know our why and why we're doing this and not to forget our why. Mm -hmm. um, a few years ago, Dr. Braswell, I think it was one of our first in-services with her, she gave us the cutout of, um, of a person mm -hmm. and told us mm -hmm. to think about our why and to think about one child or one person who's had a great impact on why we're doing what we're doing. And so I remember that. And I remember um, I decorated mine, I think, for one of my former students. But she said, keep this in your room. So if you're ever having a bad day, yeah, yeah. look at the person that you drew, that's your why, and let it help you to remember why we're doing what we're doing. And I think people are perceptive, and, and I, I can speak for my den, but I know Miss Holloway is the same, her sixth grade in. We get the pleasure, we work in a, it's a circle, an actual circle. And so I'm a little bit of an animated human in general, and everything's on my face. And I've had two, two specific days that I can think of where it was just not my best day. And one of them, she came in and you know, she hugged me. Another one, Katie came down at the end of the day and just sat with me for like 45 minutes. And so I think the ability to, to be able to read other people and be like, something's not right with that person, but then take the time to be like, okay, what can we, can, let me help you. And sometimes it's just, I mean, I, I was probably crying because it's just who I am. And, and I'm like, she's going to hug and make it better. And then Katie's going to sit and we're going to chat and end up laughing or something about something. So it really is just people. And Mr. Ta Mr. Taggett, who I don't know if you've said anything since we've been sitting here. He's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest person ever. He just I'm thinking about the water bottle. I'm thinking about the water bottle. Yeah. Yes. And this is the first year teacher for him. And coming into a middle school. Yeah, I will, I will say that this is my first year in the classroom or teaching at all. And I know when I interviewed this summer with Dr. Braswell, my big concern and my fear was that I was just going to come into a place because I don't know the, how each school is and there's 20 something schools. I don't know how each one is, but I was afraid that I'd be brought in, put in a classroom and be told to go and I'd be making mistakes, 
messing it up. And next thing I know, <laughs> but I was told, you know, we got you. And since I've been here from the first day of in-service, they've preached family. And it is, it feels like I've been here five months. It feels like I've been here with some of these people five years. And Dr. Braswell tells us and some of the others that it's okay, make your mistakes. You know, you're gonna, you're not gonna probably make them a second time because you're gonna learn from them. And she's right, talking about bad days and your question going back to what do you do about in this pod, especially ones, but then there's Miss Holloway that's met with me, Miss Hall's on here, Dr. Braswell, there's Coach Holloway at the other end that I've had conversations pretty much with everybody in the building this morning. And they're so encouraging. I've yet to have a day where I can't just step out of the classroom and knock on Miss Bragg's door, who's next to me, and say, What I do about this? No one ever, and honestly, no one's ever made me feel like. I was wasting their time asking them a question. And Miss Hollis, who's come back in the classroom, comes into my uh, first period classes in the morning and gives me advice. And I ask her if she could do something. And no one ever, I have not felt like I've hassled anybody. I feel like I'm learning a lot. And that's, it is kind of like a family. And they've preached it and everybody gets along. And at the end of the day, when I just want to go to the car and cry yeah. I mean there's come in here and let's talk and there's always something Smith every Miss Campbell's no but <laughs> there is always there's just the encouragement and the safety that I feel that I'm going to come out of this process I'm, I'm going to cut if I stick with Dr. Braswell and I stick with all these people for a year I'm going to probably come out a teacher not just <laughs> I love you, Miss Campbell. <laughs> I love she knows that we you. love her. Thank you. But I want to echo on that. Um, that I'm I'm like Mr. Tackett, first time in the classroom. And you don't know what you don't know. And all of these people, Miss Holloway, Miss Hall, Dr. Braswell seventh grade dean every single person admin everybody says you're going to be fine we are going to give you what you need i have someone coming for you well to me i was like where are they <laughs> they need to come on like you're, you're, I mean you're learning and you're you're thinking where are they they say someone was coming but where are they I need them to hurry up and get here trust and believe they're coming they came and they helped tremendously it, it was a load lifted off of your shoulder every single person offered you good advice now do you know it's good advice at the time mm -mm. You don't. <laughs> sometimes you don't even know what to do with it they give you this advice and you don't even know what to do with it okay you gave me this now what am I supposed to do with it but guess what they come back and they reiterate what they told you are you doing what I told you to do? 
Have you done this? And have you done that? They don't just give you the information and say, here, take this information and do with it as you will. No, they come, they come back and they ask you, have you done, have you tried what I told you to try? Have you done that? They keep checking on you and they keep checking on you and they keep checking on you and they keep loving you and they keep, you can't help but to do your best. You can't help it because guess what? I don't want to fail them. Right. I don't want to fail myself, but most importantly, I don't want to fail these children. I don't want to fail them. So this family it's not an ordinary family. <laughs> They're not. They're not an ordinary family. When they say they got you, they got you. My God, they got you. Got you. When they say they love you, they love you. Okay. And they love it on you. Mm. I'm a crybaby, but I'm telling you, <laughs> this is by far the best place to be if you want somebody to love on you, if you want somebody to care about you, it's here, it's, it's right here. No doubt about it. We, we all have our issues, we all have our problems, but here at North Parkway Middle School, it's the children that comes first and then it's the staff. It's the, by far the staff. They help you and they help you and they help you. So you, you can't do anything but grow. You can't help do anything but develop because they're gonna push you to that point. They're gonna push you and they're gonna keep coming back and say, have you done this? Now try this, now try this. They model what they want us to do. Exactly, exactly. I they, they, they model what they want you to do, then you model what you want the kids to do, and the kids have no option but to grow into their lives all... and into their future, whatever that genius future is going to be for each individual's child. Mm -hmm. You are creating that for them and the space, and I am, again, so deeply moved and sappy here. What you just said about they love you is amazing. And you stepped so powerfully into what we believe at all it takes with action, because we can say we love somebody and they don't necessarily feel that love. But when you said they love you and you know it because they're loving on you, that like just gave me God bumps all over <laughs> my head. because it's, it's different knowing again from the start of our conversation today knowing and doing are not always the same thing you know people say this is a lori thing but people say oh you know love is all you need and i think love in is all we need because love is something we just think about and we might feel internally but if others don't feel it because we're afraid to step into something silly or we're afraid to step into making a mistake or we're afraid somebody might reject the hug that we offer them or we're afraid that somebody might laugh at us we don't necessarily show loving and so you're demonstrating the act of love 
and it's different and special and it would change the world if we could just you know like catalyze so many others just take little pieces of of or big pieces or all the pieces that you're sharing we would change the education system we would change the stakes for kids across the nation and the world and I don't say that a whole lot of times because it's really hard to find schools and you know it, right? You know how different you are and let's try to be the norm, right? And the norm of the 80%. So um, one of the things that was also shared is that if I'm having a bad day, somebody else has got me. And that's multiple of you have shared some version of that. And we like to say, I like to talk about the fact that in research, they say one adult can make a difference for a child. Well, okay, so for me, that might be true and that's great, but how could we possibly settle for one, right? To me, that's not, because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to be that one person. So-and-so will do it. So-and-so's touchy-feely, they'll do it, right? (laughs) And so what I hear is permission to be what we call or the 20%, like if 20% of us on any staff in any classroom, 20% of kids, 20% of staff are having that day, that day where we need an extra hug, that day when we bark at somebody and then go, oh, I don't feel good about that, but I'm still so mad that I'm not even going to go apologize, right? When we're not being at our best until later, 80% of us have like we're holding the space, we're holding, we're holding the leaven and giving permission and space for people to have their human their human show up. Right? Because our human is going to show up every day. Sometimes our human is smiling and sometimes it's giddy and silly, and sometimes it's just didn't sleep and is exhausted, or all the other life things that are happening that are a combination of just exhaustion and tragedy. Like there's life is a big combination of lots of things. So you are evidently as a staff providing minimum of 80% loving every day. And there's just no way that our kids can't thrive in that. And so, well, wow. Uh, I just wanted to say, I'm, I'm the school nurse, I'm Candace. Um, and until you, I remember one of our first uh, faculty meeting, meetings and Dr. Braswell said, until you've worked in a building where you don't have that team and you don't have that love, mm-hmm. only then can you appreciate mm-hmm. being at a place like North Parkway. And that is the truth because I've, I've been in the district four years and three of my years have been here at North Parkway. Mm-hmm. But my first year um, at another school, I was literally, and that was the pandemic year. I was literally ready to leave the district. Mm-hmm. I was not gonna tolerate and, and work. And then I came to North Parkway and I've never wanted to go anywhere since. I was like, I found home, this is it. I'm not going anywhere. You're gonna have to put me out of the building, you know? And so I, I love it here at North Parkway. Um, and I thank Dr. Braswell for that because it is, this is love, this is home, you know? And um, when it comes to our kids, I always, I I have to remember too, that just like we have a bad day, our kids have a bad day. Um, A lot of their bad days stem from things that may have happened at home before they ever got to this this building, but we can change that once they get here. You know, Um, some of it is, I'm just tired, I'm just sleepy. And I remember kids used to come to my office 
and they would always get a note and say, I'm sick. I don't feel good yeah. today. Well, it's listening to your kids. And I, I would have to say, are you sick or are you, what's, are you tired? What's going on? Well, Nurse Haley, let me tell you what happened last night. And something happened at, at home. And I would say, get over there and lay down for an hour. Yeah. And once they get over there and they lay down and, and rest for an hour, hour and a half, they can get up, go back to class and give their best. No child can give their best when they are tired, when they don't feel right. good, when things are going on at home. I would like to add, it was um, something was said right before when, um, I think it was Mr. Tackett, um, explaining just when you have that bad day. This TikTok was birthed through a conversation and Ms. Hall is always, um, she's my temperature gauge. She's going to tell me, you know what, the morale is down. We need to do something. But she's also the brains in this operation because she is always thinking ahead and how can we do this? Maybe we could, you know, do this. And so TikTok came about. Ms. Hall, you don't see her in a lot of the videos, but she is always looking for ways to promote instruction first. <laughs> instruction first. We, we're going to work hard because ultimately our goal is to make sure that we are preparing scholars for the college or career of their choice. That's, that's the goal. But <clears throat> as we're heading to the finish line, with getting every kid that we encounter to the 12th grade and then beyond, as we're heading there, we have to do some things that are innovative, especially with this generation, innovative to make sure that they all stay on the boat with us as we're, as we're sailing on. They have to stay with us. And so she's always thinking, how could we do this? And so I, I'm thankful for her because I know one, I can lean on her. You know, people say, don't vent, uh, leaders shouldn't vent, this, that, and other, you need to vent up. No, I'm gonna come right here. I'm gonna tell her because she is, she's like my side, she's my rock. She's going to make sure that we are doing what we are supposed to do. And so a lot of our success, I have to give, I've heard Dr. Braswell, but I gotta get it right on to Ms. Hall, as well as Dr. Turner who's not here, because I know Ms. Hall instructionally, she is not going to let up, but we're gonna have fun along the way. My ultimate goal is that we are truly preparing scholars for the college or career of their choice. And so as we do that, there are important parts that must be present in order to be effective. And so I thank her for that. I thank her for this TikTok because somebody said, they have to have fun. They have to have fun. And I believe in it. I mean, that's just the energy that I have. I just have to have fun at work. So it doesn't feel like work. I get up and I come to school. I rarely say I go to work. I don't think anybody in my family says I go to work. I go to school. I'm still in school. And I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm still in school. Okay. <laughs> and I love that. So in order for us to do that, we're having fun. Kids are having fun. That's that's our goal as we're reaching the end result. That's our goal, just to continue to have fun. So we do a lot of other things outside of that TikTok to make our culture what it is. We're not perfect. We have those bad days. God knows we do. But it's what we do when we have them. We don't give up. We don't let our kids give up. We do not give up. 
and we're always having the conversation and we're not um, ever too big to say, oh, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. I'll tell her in a heartbeat, come and help me with this. Help me understand this. And she's coming. She's coming. So that's the type of team that you must have in order to win. Mm -hmm. I have been a part of a team um, several years ago. I was in a different district where the leadership did not believe in the children. And it was never said. It was through action. And I only stayed at that school one year because I am, I'm an advocate that you, you have to be a part of my vision for children. Mm -hmm. And if it, if it does, if it goes against that, then I'm not going to be a part of it. And so I too, as everyone have stated, Parkway has been a blessing to me. That's been a blessing to my family because I'm not as angry when I get home. <laughs> because it doesn't feel like school. We have fun. We hold everybody accountable. If you look at the background on one of the, uh, where Ms. Atkins and, and Hollis and Smith are, look back there. Teaching and learning is happening in this building. There's a data board. I mean, it's happening. The anchor charts is happening along with the fun. So we see the TikTok, but please understand our first goal is preparation for college and career. When they leave us, they must be ready for that. And so we're dedicated to that goal first. And then everything else is just what we do along the way as we travel to the college and career path. Well, that's ultimately we're raising adults, right? Our kids are, are I think it's 20% of our current population and they're 100% of our future population. They deserve to have us be 100% behind them and their future, right? We're going to need them to be behind us as we're old. We're going to need them at, to want to do whatever they want to do, but be able to do it responsibly and with accountability. And I'm just so struck by the creative genius that you're allowing like I never questioned that there was learning happening in your build, building. <laughs> like the TikTok brought us together and beyond that, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> for me, like I watch it because it's still hilarious and funny and fun for me, but it, the TikTok brought us together. It is a way for you to express. It's a way for the kids to identify that you see them. Like you're stepping into their world without being judgmental about their world, which you know, it, that's an amazing thing for our students because so often wherever we are, except at North Parkway and probably some other schools that we haven't met yet, but for the most part, students walk into a school setting that is not trying to necessarily meet them in their current condition. They're trying to drive that college and career from the perspective of what I know, what I think and where you should go and how you should get there. And you're like learning from these students and that, you know, that was said, like we come to school, I come to school, I'm constantly a student and how great in respect to them in deference to who they are as human beings is beautiful to say, I have something to learn from you and I'm going to keep learning from you and I'm an adult and I'm going to teach you and we're going to hold high expectations because it is going to matter for your future. And you might not be able to see that yet, but I can see it for you. And I'm going to love you and encourage you and believe in you and hold you to greatness until you get there and believe in it as much as I do for yourself. 
And that's just, you know, it's something that is, is really clear. Another thing that I hear that, that struck me is how open, and it was when you were sharing, and I'm sorry, I don't have all of your names, but first year teachers, those two of you sitting there, you know, you you were saying, yeah, um, how they come back and they come back and they say, have you tried this? And my first instinct when you said, have you tried this? Is that as a staff, you're not taking it personally. And the reason you don't take it personally is because you feel trust. Because you feel held and trusted and trusting, right? So there's no recrimination about the fact when they maybe come back and say, did you try this? You're like, yeah, no. (laughs) I tried those five other things and there's seven and I just didn't get to those two. I don't know if that's ever an answer, but I believe what I'm hearing is that if that was your answer, it would be okay. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Trusted and trusting. You created a trusted space culture that is exceptional and extraordinary Mm -hmm. and a gift to your students first to each other. Well, I don't know. I think to each other, I think you said students first students is the end goal, right? Students are clients. Students are going to a future that they can feel proud of and find purpose in because of your goals. But before you can do well with your students, you're doing well with each other. And that's why your students can experience the growth and the safety that they, they experience. So, uh, uh, unbelievable. Um, I, I do want to read this quote from Ed Week and um, just just see if anybody has any thoughts on this. How do we fulfill the basic human need to learn and grow while being realistic with what teachers can manage right now? How do we balance continuing professional learning in our building while maintaining the well-being of our staff? How do we do that? Uh, well, what they quote, the first thing that comes to mind is focusing in on, again, the pulse of the building, knowing your people, paying attention, um, taking time to really um, see where they are mentally, physically. Um, and there may be a check around, you know, so, some mornings I'm able to come around and, hey, how you doing? Do a check in real quick. How's your son or how's mom doing? Especially on those that I know uh, have uh, experienced some sort of challenge. I know Ms. Hall, she will check in, she'll do phone calls uh, just to make sure. I think that's important. But another piece of that is in order to control the right and the professional learning, um, we try our best to make everything relevant and meaningful. Mm -hmm. We don't like to waste the time of others. Um, Things that can be sent out in an email, we like to do that. Uh, Our faculty meetings, our PLCs, we try to make them intentional so that everyone walks away with something that can be used in the right now. So we try to make everything practical, uh, maybe theory-based, 
but we want to give you some action behind what this research says or what this article says. Here's the practical piece. Um, but before you can even get to that, you have to do a pulse on your people because if they're not there mentally, then you're wasting their time. So how can we make sure that we take care of all of that? I think it's important. Like um, there was a saying where we have to take care of the whole child. We have to take care of the whole staff and make sure that all of their needs are met. And I think it's important too. I know that when I first came out of the classroom to become an instructional coach, someone gave me the advice that don't ever forget about being in the classroom. So I try to always put myself in the teacher's shoes because they've got so much on their plates. It's a lot. And there's times, even last Friday, we had a leadership meeting. And in the meeting, um, there was a suggestion. It was a great suggestion on something that maybe we can try trying to get our achievement levels up. And I said, hold on. <laughs> even though I was, a, you know, I didn't want to go against this person's suggestion. I said, hold on. We've got a lot on the teachers right now. They're doing this, 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 and this. Before we add this on, we've got to take some of those others away. We've got to find a way to make this. So I just think it's important that we always remember and always, like she said, we've got to feel the temperature. We have to know. I know there's certain months, Dr. Brazel knows the ones. There's certain months that research shows that morale is just low historically. And so we know during those months, we try to plan events, we try to do fun things, um, but we have a 5K coming up. And so I know I've been trying to come on, get the teachers to come get involved in that because I think those things helps us to stay a family and to remember that, yes, it's important what we do from seven to three every day, but it's also important that we remember um, our mental health and what keeps us coming back every day. So. And it goes back to what you said, trust, trust, because even in that meeting that she, yes. that she's referring to, it was trust to say, this is a safe place to say, Hey, that's, that's not a good idea in this moment. And, and I'm so grateful for that type of environment because if we did not have that one little shift could have torn everything that we have worked to build would have you know, demolished it because it was just that crucial. And so we're thankful for the trust factor because that that does play into your environment and your culture. You have to have it. If it's absent, you definitely do not have an authentic experience. Um, I was going to say the first part of that quote, um, what it brought to my mind was I'm a very type A personality. And so I, I do have OCD, and so I'm, I want to do everything every day, and I am trying to hit all 10 check. If there's 10 check marks on my list, I want all 10 to be done, but there are times where I have to remind myself that I can only do what I can do today, and to say, I hate to say trust again, but it's trusting that tomorrow I can come back and that I'm going to have the people around me where I might not have solved this two scholar peer interaction that they're having a little bit of drama or situation. I might not have been able to get to the bottom of it, but I can trust that someone else on my team and the teacher that they're going to next to find form that person of, Hey, there's a situation going between student A and student B. If you could kind of pull one of them aside and just kind of see or kind of watch and see 
what's going on. It's not that I have to do everything all by myself. It's that I can lean and trust that other people on my team, were, they're in it with me. So it's not just me having to do everything all of the time. And being able to let that part go and know that I don't have to be in control of everything all the time, even though I want to be right. Um, I'm going to remind her. All the time. <laughs> it's, it's knowing that I have to let it go, but the people around me, I trust them to, to pick it up. When, when I let the wand go, they've got it for the next part of the relay race. And we have a mutual joke between us. <laughs> She has to be in control. I call her the red lion because she's a Leo. She's redheaded and she just has to have control. So <laughs> I call her that. And um, but it's respect in in some in, in everything, even if she's, you know, I see she's trying to get control of the situation. Just respecting looking at what she's looking at and just respecting where she's going with that. And the same thing, it's a mutual respect and just approachability to be able to approach any one of especially my admin being able to approach her or either Brooke and um Dr. Braswell being able to come to them and tell them how I'm feeling or what I need or how something's making me feel that just that approachability is just awesome because you just can't approach everybody with mm -hmm. everything but here I feel like I can mm -hmm. so yeah you know, I think that the kids, they're so, fun. they're so funny. First of all, <laughs> some of the conversations that some of them have, they are so concerned about your personal life. Like they are genuinely like worried about your <laughs> well, like there's a little girl, she's not even mine, but honey, she is so worried about my personal life. Like, do you have a friend? We need to, <laughs> to do like to get, she's, what is it? Slide and glide. She's like, you need to, and I'm like, she's like, you can go. And she just goes through this litany of things. But I think because they know we're human. And I think we convey that the way that we are with them. Like we make mistakes. They know that. They know if we're not having a good day. And so people always say, oh, teachers, you know, that they don't like a child, but the child doesn't know. Oh yeah, they do. They absolutely know because they know that I'm just upset about something. Or if I'm having a bad day, they'll be like, um, what's going on with Miss Stokes or why is she upset or some of them call Miss D, whatever it is, they're like, something's going on with her. And by the time it's got, they've gotten their third block, it's rotated through everybody like something's going on, you know? And so I think because we, we make mistakes and we say, we're sorry, we, we shouldn't have done that. Or we, you know, we get sad too. You know, I, I've had a couple of things happen this year and I've been sad here at school and the kids notice it. And, you know, they, so they, I think can relate to us on different levels of, and, and I don't have a problem sharing a lot of my past with my kids because my past is similar to a lot of their current lives. And so it makes me very relatable to them. And like, you know, they'll say, well, this might be the case. And I'm like, but I get that because I understand that it's happened to me too. And so I think by making yourself human to them and not some like figure of a being that you see at Walmart and you're like that's a giraffe you know because they don't understand you know because they're like well she's not a real person they know that we're real people they know you know that we go home and I'm like I gotta go home and do work too y'all I'm like I gotta go home I gotta pick up my baby we've got scouts tonight we gotta do homework and then I got work to do and I gotta cook and get him in the bath and hope to get in bed I'm like so I you know 
they they understand that we're this we are also dealing with stuff and so making us relatable to them I think makes it to where they they don't mind sharing things with us that they might not have done otherwise and, you know they they tell us you know they'll and, and I'll have conversations with them I'm like I was and they're like and then you know that's why we respect you and I'm like that's the way it's supposed to be like we're supposed to respect each other that doesn't mean I'm not going you're not going to do right we're going to do right but I'm going to respect you in the way that I approach you with it and and so and they'll say you know we appreciate that because they they understand that that's not the way everybody is I think making yourself a human makes them understand that you know things happen to everybody and so it's okay to to tell my teacher I'm having a crappy day. Like mm. I didn't sleep last night. I'm tired. I'm like, I get it. Okay. Let's see what we can do to fix it. I know there was a situation where Miss Holloway came into my room. I don't even know what it was for, to be completely honest with you. One day, a couple of weeks ago, and I had a child that was standing on the wall. I, I don't really know why she was standing there. She was upset and I was just gonna let her kind of breathe for a few minutes. And Miss Holloway came in and when she came in and she get ready to go, I was like, why don't you take her with you? Because I know they had a relationship from last year. She took her down to one of the other teachers in the other den and she came back down better. Now, granted, she missed some of my lesson, but it wouldn't have mattered. She wasn't going to get anything out of it anyway. And then there, who knows what kind of situation could have ensued because she's upset and then she gets upset for another, whatever the case. And so it was just, and that was a happenstance where she walked in and I was like, take her with you because something's off. And I know she trusts you. you can see if you can figure out what's going on. And she didn't came back and, and, and things were better. So, I mean, I think it, it's, we have like a little group thing where we all talk through the whole school, not just like in our den and we'll send messages. Hey, can somebody come do this? Or has anybody, you know, can they come help with this child or whatever? Because there are different relationships with different children that people have. And so like, if I know that another teacher has a better understanding then I'm going to be like, I need some help. Could somebody come help me? Cause I'm not getting through and, but you might can. 90% 90 90 of the time they do. And I so, just want to say this. I'm sorry, Ms. Phelps, but I just, this is my thing right here. Intentional relationships, intentional connections will help you move on. Absolutely. They have to be very authentic, but intention, intentional connections. Mm -hmm. I have, there's so much, but this is so much and it's going to be so meaningful across states and across our state, but across your state. So if we could get everybody to introduce yourself and what position you have, and if you have a, a, a quick wrap up um, that you want to speak to, please do that. And then um, we'll just quickly let you go. Uh, so who do we want to start in our admin box? All right. I am Dr. LaDonna Braswell. I'm the school principal here. And one thing that I would like to kind of sum up is challenge school leaders to find a way to make school fun. Mm -hmm. That's it. My name is Brooke Hall and I'm the instructional coach. And I guess um, the most important thing I would encourage others is to make sure you build those relationships. And I'm Lakeisha Holloway, sixth grade ELA teacher. I'm going back to what I said from the beginning. You got, before you can teach them, you have to reach them. I'm Candace Haley. I am the school nurse here at North Parkway. Um, I think mine is more like um, you have to just listen to your kids. And sometimes you have to dig deep, fix the mental before you can teach them. 
I'll go. I'm Demia Smith. I am the seventh grade science teacher. And I think um, the thing that I would leave you with is you have to um, make school real, you know, make it real and be intentional, make those connections that makes learning tangible. I'm Katie Atkins. Um, I teach seventh grade math here. I'm also a math coach here at North Parkway. Um, one thing that I would just say I want to make sure everybody hears is growth at the beginning is extremely uncomfortable and it's not going to feel um, comfortable and because you're pushing yourself to become greater. Um, you've got to go outside of your comfort zone before any growth can ever happen and sometimes those uncomfortable situations lead to uncomfortable conversations but that's when real relationships happen and that's when real relationships are built not just with your scholars but I think the majority of why we are so successful here at Parkway is because we push relationships with your scholars but we also push relationships with each other. I'm Diane Hollis and I'm a special education assistant here and as I said I'll I left and came back, but my thing that that concerns me more and, and is in my heart is you've got to let these children know that you care about them and that you love them. Mm -hmm. And when they know that, then they'll respond. Mm -hmm. I'm Barbara Walton Morton. I'm the ESL teacher. I teach English as a second language and teaching is just in my heart. I'm Brittany Dokes. I teach seventh grade reading. And every day my kid gets out of the car, I tell them to be kind and make somebody smile. And I think if we remember to do that as adults, we'll be winning most days. Hi, I'm Teresa Campbell, and I'm the seventh grade ELA teacher. And my takeaway or my give back to is teaching from the heart. If you're teaching from the heart, then you can't help but to reach a heart. Mm -hmm. So heart to heart teaching. Uh, I'm Joe Tackett. I teach the I teach seventh grade social studies, and I just kind of, as a new teacher, think about it that uh, I have good days, I have bad days, I get frustrated, and I just kind of recognize that I'm as a teacher, I'm having that, and the students are having the they're having those same days tomorrow, and you know, do it better and have a good day. You are game changing your life changing your kids are so lucky we feel i feel so blessed and lucky to have spent this time with you um, i want to spend more time with you you don't have time to do that right now so um wherever you go be as amazing and, and tell your kids that you just inspired a whole nother state um because of your your greatness as you tell them how great they are love you all so very much and thank you thank you, thank you.